0: Poetic Properties is a complex creation brought to you by infinitely complex production and sponsorship with peacefully flawed apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, you have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, Father, Author, and Entrepreneur, And I want to welcome everybody back. It's been two to three weeks that I've been on a little hiatus. Um, I know that I have been saying that I want to make sure that I stay consistent in getting you guys uh, these podcasts. But unfortunately, I've been doing extremely uh, bad uh, mentally. And so I had to sit down for a second. To figure that out, um, it's just so much that's been going on um, in my professional and my personal life that uh, really knocked me down, um, like, really, like, on some, like, sick to my stomach, like, throwing up, like, knocked me down. And so I had to uh, take my mental health and my physical health into consideration as a results to me, um, you know, doing the pod. I, I, when I'm doing the pod, I want to make sure that I'm giving you um honesty uh accuracy um and i want to make sure that what i'm giving you is authentic i don't want to um when i when i can i when when i'm able to uh do the pod I, i'm i i do it this week i really was like struggling with everything to even i mean this la- this past few weeks I missed y'all though. Um, And it was, it was, it's a selfish miss um, because I tell you guys all the time that we got to get this stuff out of our heads or else it's going to eat at us. And then when I tell you, like this past three weeks, things have just been eating at me, not being able or not potting and and getting it out of my system in a timely manner has really affected me. And I'm trying to um, realign to that. You know, Uh, it, it just, it was difficult i uh, i fought the the fight that i needed to fight enough to have some type of mental strength to give you guys episode 94 um this week it's it's bigger than that is is what i what i've been on like while i've been going through this th- this thing for the past 3 weeks um work has went completely left and for the sake of my mental like I when I say I've completely checked out I mean I've completely checked out um I am officially like you're gonna get exactly what my job description says um I don't want to talk to anybody I don't want to help any I don't all that's The world sees us as numbers. Right. And I get that and I understand that's just how life works. But I also understand that change doesn't come unless you put foot a foot forward. And I'm not trying to matter to the world, but I am trying to matter to the people who need me to matter to them. And in order to be in order for me to be able to do that I just have to like it's some adjustments that that I need to make like my mental and my 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 time like my uh, finances have been disrespected on both a personal and professional level like to the highest degree of of things and I find myself being the only one uh to pick up the pieces from that I learned some valuable lessons in this in this three weeks. Um, just with ownership, just with personality, just with um, covering yourself and, and being honest within yourself. Like I've learned some big lessons this week, and not like like I did anything um, because I make sure that I make sure that my interactions with people are authentic. Right. I'm as honest as I as I can be. You know, I like I pay attention to when people are doing me a certain way, speaking to me a certain way, treating me. So I pay attention to that and I take note of that, um, especially if it's people that I am forced to deal with, you know, like coworkers and, you know, uh, management and stuff like that. And the idea of us just being numbers, it continues to be more uh, prevalent to me. Um, like I said before, you know, when I experienced the loss of Kennedy and my brother was just like, bro, you have to understand that, you know, people aren't going to get it. Like you get it because you're, you're going through it, you know, to them, this is something that happened, happens, uh, continuously. Right. And it's like, until you are hit with that thing, you don't realize how much people, don't even have the opportunity to care about what you're going through because they are going through. Right. I'm never the one that that feels like I'm the only one going through um, anything that I'm going through. In fact, one of my biggest goals is to find more people going through what I'm going through. So I don't be alone or that person doesn't be alone. It's just a matter of being encouraging enough for people to share their, their feelings, uh, being trustworthy enough to accept people's feelings um, as they give them and you be true to yourself and give uh, your your real feelings as you give them. Uh, the world that we live in today, it's secret. Like, like if, if you have mental health, for real, for real, uh, keep it a secret. Because... It's so the space is so uh, diluted because it turned into a money grab for, you know, for celebrities. Oh, well, you know, it's almost like a it's more of a campaign than it is an awareness. But I'm just a person sitting on my couch going through, you know, other uh, depression that I could benefit from whatever you know these celebrities are talking about but it's always a money grab so I don't know if it's true and honest I don't know if it, the techniques work etc so for me it's major for me to sit and if nothing else let y'all hear me speak enough to where I either annoy you to make your own pot or, um, or open you up to a willingness to express what you're going through and not like like for me, people are, like, how you doing? And I'll be like, um, it's whatever. But really, it's not whatever. My mind just says you're not going to understand what I'm about to say to you. So there's no point in me saying it to you. But if I'm around, you know, if I have both uh, mentally healthy friends and friends who are uh, struggling with some type of men- uh, mental health while I am, it helps. Because I can say something to that friend that struggles with this uh, this disease and they'll get it and they'll understand it and we'll be able to have a, a, um, a good conversation and a breakthrough from that. But a lot of times when I am talking to people who are not one educated in psychology or are going through mental health or experienced uh, people like at a close degree that goes through it, what I'm what I'm seeing is is it's a it's a uh, it's a disconnect where people who never experienced it feel like this is just sadness and they don't really understand that it's not just sadness it's it's really um a chemical imbalance it's really things that are going on within your body that uh creates these things that uh that tear your mental apart that tear you apart from the inside out um and i I don't like however we're made i know for me how like like the way my my body and mind works is that like I my body will break down like if I hold too much stress in like my body will break down like like really really fast and then you know the random weird thoughts start to come and of everything feeling like a failure no matter how good I'm doing or or what have you and so as I'm going through as I'm going through this week these weeks of feeling less than, I've experienced, like, complete disrespect, right, nobody understands that this time of year is very difficult for me, like, this starts what I call, you know, uh, my birthday season, all of my kids' uh, birthdays are, like, starting in September, all the way to through to March, like my, it's my kid's birthday or my birthday, a holiday or whatever again they don't they don't give a damn about that someone and like someone who was supposed to be a leader, a director, whatever you want to call it, disrespecting me to the fullest at work, they created this email and um and in this email, they were basically saying, like, I just didn't do my job um, and that I needed this extra, this or extra, you know, coaching, yada, whatever. And so it bothered me because I talked to I, I talked to this lady directly and I'm like, hey, you know, if you see I'm doing something wrong, yada, yada, whatever, you know, let me know. Um let me know. I'm not combative at all. Like if it, if, if you telling me that it should be done a certain way and I'm just giving her the benefit of the doubt because I know how people are at my job. Like they're childish. They, they, they're in cliques and stuff. And so she's every time, Oh no, everything is cool. Yada, yada, whatever. Like you're the best. I can depend on you. Yada. Like, cool. This is like two, three, four conversations where I'm asking like, you know, cause things are happening. I'm like, yo, if you feel like I'm doing something wrong, like, you know, let me know. And so, Long story less long. While she sat in my face telling me that I was the greatest in doing everything, she was creating this file to attempt to get me fired. The problem with that is I've dated younger women, childish women, and their thing is they going to screenshot everything. I get it now. Like, as annoying as that is, I, under, I understand it. I know it affects, for me mentally, it affects my my trust a lot more because it's like, what if I'm telling you something for real, like, serious about me? And then you screenshot not saving it. And then, you know, five years from now, you know, you use it as something against me. And that's how I, that's how I felt. But. Because of that, I'm like, man, I guess, you know, that's where we've come to now in order to make sure you got your 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 ass covered. You know, you got a screenshot, you got to email this and that to yourself and stuff like that, which I did. They made it an entire They they, after I, I, I really was just chilling. They made it something. And it. Like I've been watching them for like they've been watching me. I've been watching them for a year. I've been watching how when I speak up and be honest about what I feel about what's going on in the company, how there is retaliation. I'm taking note of every, you know, when I'm having a conversation with people in leadership and there's a misunderstanding. And instead of you, you know, clearing up the misunderstanding, you are childish and you start going to different people, you know, creating this narrative of me not doing whatever. You make it a big deal, but when I respond with proof that you are in fact wrong and you are in fact discriminating against me, now everything is silent. That made me sick to my stomach because I'm in a fragile, uh, I'm in a fragile space in, in in where I am. I'm in a very fragile space. And because of that, because of that. It's hard for me to open up with anybody about anything. But also, I know that I'm going through whatever whatever the situation is in my mind, my mental health, my physical health, whatever, whatever that situation is, I have to fight through it. I have no choice, especially as a result to me working for someone. The only way that I don't have to fight through it in that way to that depth is if I uh, if the business blows up and I'm able to be my own boss and I can deal with my own mental health issues um, and not be dealing with trust issues and stuff in the a, in, a, um, in the workplace. Now, I don't care about this. This person like. You know how you be going through something and it's just the last straw and it don't matter who it was. It don't matter if it was a stranger, somebody you knew. It don't matter if it's one of the kids. It could be your pet, but something just makes you like that's just the thing that makes you feel away. And like I was sick to my stomach throwing up for two days because I couldn't fathom the fact that I like had numerous conversations with a human being. I initiated, hey, this is how it goes down over here. This is what type of time they on. If you see anything that I need to do differently, let me know. And you are no, you're great. You're a rock star. You're this, you're that. And then the true colors come out. And that messed with me really, really bad. Like that really that that threw me off because it's like I'm trying to be a better person. I'm trying to spread peace. I'm trying to to dig myself out of my own depressive trench while also lifting and or pushing people up. So the goal is for me is to always move up. But if you being if you you been shady and you being deceitful and you're being a coward, like that's crazy to me. It's crazy to me because it it in the full situation of which I'm not gonna go into just in case this turns into a legal thing, but the overall picture is Actually for real discrimination Um, And I don't Take that lightly Right But it's difficult to deal with Because I'm as calm as I am On this podcast as forthcoming as I Am on this podcast that's who I am In real life but I'm respectful So when you when you see That I'm respectful and you see that I'm giving you an opportunity If you have something to say to me Say it if I'm telling you Hey this is how it's going da 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 don't keep saying it's good if you have this snake like vibe about you that you're trying to tear me down You're trying to tear me down You're not you like this not to this not to help anything and I start thinking about how many times in my life that uh, uh somebody could have added real time correction or someone could have uh uh Altered the conversation in a way that understanding could be had. I start like really thinking about how many times that somebody went behind and painted this narrative of me. And for the life of me, normally I never care. I tell you guys all the time, I was there. It's not like well, I don't. I don't need to care about that. But the reality of it is. It's bigger than that. The thing that we think is big, it's always bigger than that. The next phase of our life where we feel like, yo, this is it's bigger than that. And I'm realizing that as I'm going through, through these things, it like, like we laugh at, at uh, Big Worm, it's the principalities of the situation. But no, it, a lot of people A lot of people would be better off if they value principle. Instead of making this a situation where we can have a conversation and we can come to a a conclusion of we're going to mend it or we're cool with it not being what it is. Instead, we make it that we 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 start looking for. uh, uh, We start looking for allies. And in our mind, we just like we I know you're gonna get this, you're gonna get this work, you're gonna get this understanding in our mind. So we gotta grab other people and what you what it don't well, if you have to grab someone to help you prove your point against someone you have a personal issue with, you're the problem. And in this situation at work, it was not one, not two, not but four. So if you got to go to if you have to go to three, four different people to create this group of, hey, look at this. When they see the same thing that I see, they see the same thing that you see. You that's not you're not trying to be helpful. You're trying to tear down. And having that 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 realization or revelation, it's like, all right, bet. Now I have to alter my mind again in how I deal with anybody. Because anybody could anybody could be in your face acting like everything is all good. And really, it, it, it isn't. And because I'm, I think it, I think the, the the pain, I think the tears, I think the frustration, um, I think the the sick to my stomach feeling is solely because I'm looking for Peace. Like when when, when I allow my mind to be negative, when I allow my mind to just be, you know, with the shits all the time and just like like no care about peace, no, no care about calm, like nothing bothered me like at all. Nothing like nothing bothered me. But the moment that I start feeling like, all right, you know, I want to be in a better place. It's not that I was doing anything super crazy. um. Super crazy or or anything like that, like, you know, killing people, doing none of that stuff, like for it to for it to be uh, outrageous. But I was doing I, I was allowing my mind to be in spaces like, you know, like spaces where I grew up and it's like I'm trying to be different. The purpose of life is to grow old. The purpose of life is to grow from the situation you've seen and been in. So anytime I could prevent looking at fight videos, anytime I could prevent, you know, looking at, you know, reality TV and how they portray, you know, us of, of all races. Anytime I can avoid that, I I I I like before it was just like all right, whatever. Now anytime I can avoid it, hey, get that out of here. I don't want to even hear it. I don't even care. I'll block you, delete you, I'll I'll throw the fucking TV off the balcony. I don't want I don't want to participate uh in none of the negativity. I'm not entertained by that. And even being honest, I never was entertained. I was never entertained, I was tolerant of it. Because I was in a negative mind state all the time. The moment I started searching for peace, everything started getting on my fucking nerves. Everything. Anything that was outside of, outside of peace, calm, cool, collected, anything, it just started getting on my nerves. And so as I open up and as I you know, go through this, this journey that I'm on, um, the more and more I search for peace, the more and more things are going to start to hurt me. And it doesn't make me soft, it makes me human. And I had to realize that, like, that was a big moment for me. You, you, you have empathy. It's not weak. It's human. You wanting to help someone or you, you know, you feeling like, you know, you can give someone advice or you could be the shoulder. Like, it's about wanting to help someone. And the moment I opened up, I'm like, it's big, like it's bigger than that. And that's where my mind has been like as I'm, as I went through that situation, my mind is bigger than that, bro. So I responded in, in and I, I responded with receipts with and in, in removed all emotions. I responded with logic removed. Like I'm not about to argue with you. I I tell you all, I'm not arguing with no one. You said what you said. I said what I said. If what I said didn't change your mind and didn't give you understanding, you would have already hit me up. You would have already called me. You would have already been on bullshit. But because I, I had the receipts and because I was actually right and I am actually working now, you have you, you have nothing to say. That's how it is. That's how I operate in life. I'm not arguing with you. Because you think you're arguing for the win in this situation. And my thing is, it's bigger than this moment, because whatever happens from this moment on, both of our lives are altered. Clearly, none of you all have been told that you are behaving in a discriminatory and racist way. Now you have to eat that. However, it is, whether you know you're racist behind a closed door, whether you know you're discriminating, whether it is, I don't care what happened in my life, right? If something happened to me bad, i'm a I'm gonna be hurt and I'm gonna be bothered, but if you tell me it happened to me, it's different like now it's like oh now it's 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 in my mind, everybody see me crying, everybody see me this, everybody see me that way and stuff like that, so you gotta eat that in life it's not about responding to win it's about. Making sure that everybody leaves educated. If I'm saying if I'm wrong, tell me, tell me. If it should be done different, tell me. But don't say it's cool if it's it's not cool. We have to stop doing that as well in our life. We are not cool. A lot of times we are not cool and because it's like, oh, people are going to pity me or people are going to know my business. That's why we are dying. Because nobody know we are going through it. I'm here to change that period. Whether anybody likes it or not, I'm here to change the fact that everybody is silent about their mental health. And when they are open about their mental health it's jokes. Or they follow the, the celebrity uh, uh, funnel of the cash grab instead of really trying to trying to help somebody. I'm in shambles. It's difficult. It, 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 it is a struggle every single day. I still cannot like I'm still reconciling stuff in my mind, in my emotions, in my spirit from years ago. That's what they don't tell you about when you, have all, when, when you have to deal with depression, you have to deal with anxiety and your mind is just a freaking dark room of thoughts just bouncing off, off of uh, uh, the walls of your brain. They don't tell you that once you open that door of healing, you like your brain reaches as far back as it fucking can. And you start to see things differently now that you have experienced what you experienced. That whooping you got 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Yeah, for that moment, you was doing something crazy. Yeah, you you was doing what a kid do and you got a whooping. That whooping affected you 20 years later. That punishment affected you 20 years later. And sitting down, I had to realize trauma is not always a bad thing that, you know, that a hundred dollars a month you used to get for allowance and you wasn't doing nothing. That turned into you being able to get every that that is a that's that's a trauma. That like I don't care how you you slice it, because a lot of us get spoiled because the parents is like, I'm not going to have you looking like like this because I had to go through this and then we allow our we 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 force we force our kids to depend on us in an unhealthy level so when they get older and they're like I need 10,000, I need 5,000, I need 6,000 and they're not doing nothing with their life and we're just like all right cool we did that from trauma I'm never thinking for the right now I learned that the moment that I I started quote unquote healing I realized that I could never Think for just the moment. I can never react in a way that cures just the moment. That's why I decided I'm not arguing with you. We're going to leave here with with confusion. Are we going to leave here with understanding? Either way, we're going to leave here calmly. Period. That's something that I aspire to 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 give to you all is you don't need to argue if it's not a life or death situation. You don't need to be arguing. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. So I decided that, like, even before she did that, I had I've already decided that I'm not I'm not going back and forth. So even in, even when I, I responded, because I was emotional and I was about to diss that, da-da-da-da-da, and I was like, for what? They don't care. I am not a human being to them. I am a number. And the sooner you realize these type of things and you accept certain type of things, like your day will go how, it, how it's supposed to go. I know to to a person who don't understand what I'm what I'm trying to say, like, it'll it sounds like I'm saying, no, just do it because you're supposed to. And you have to and yada, yada, yada. No, what I'm saying is if you are in the position like for me right now, I'm, I am in the position that I have to work for someone. It doesn't matter who. As long as it's not about to put me in jail, I'm going to tell listen, one plus one is 13. If that's what it is. On your system. You are paying me to, you're not paying me to think for the company. You're you're paying me to do what you asked me to do. I'm not in Like I'm telling you what I need from the friendship. I'm showing you what I need from the friendship. I'm giving you what you need for the friendship, for the relationship. But not for right now. I'm planting seeds so a couple weeks, a couple months, a couple years that that come, we still were we supposed to be. Every time I get into any type of situation, my response is contingent upon if I care about being in your life or not. I don't have to do that. But I do that for me. I've experienced so much more pain on my healing journey than I have on my chaos journey when I was putting myself in Possible positions to be hurt. Having that moment of me talking directly to you. Hey, it fucked with me so bad. But it wasn't for that day. It's for every single time that somebody has a conversation with me and it's a dishonest conversation. It's where every time, you know, I'm talking to the kids and I see something on their mind, and instead of asking them, like, no, tell me what you really feel, I'm like, all right, bet, whatever. It's not about that. It's about learning how to deal with that now that you know. I, I feel like I feel like this is equivalent to. Back in the day, when 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 black and white people, when they were actually friends for real. But then the other white people, the other black people like that, they, the neighborhoods that they live in, it's like, no, nah, I don't know you. Like saying, we've been we've been cool. We've been cool this whole time. Like what? Like why? Is, why is we acting like we hate each other? It's like you acted like you was cool with me this whole time. And I started thinking about relationships. I started thinking about friendships, and I started thinking about like this is this is who people are. Everybody is not trying to be peaceful at the same time. Everybody is not even trying to be peaceful at all. A lot of people thrive in chaos. I don't want to be one of them people. I don't want to I don't want to push myself back into that world of thinking negative uh, negative thoughts all the time. I don't want to th- put myself back in the world uh thinking everybody is tripping. Because once my mind feels like everybody is tripping, now the aggression comes out. Now uh and uh, it's hidden behind uh protection. I gotta protect my kids. I gotta protect myself. When 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 in reality it's ego, you can't handle you can't handle that particular thing. Because you've allowed so much negativity to to flow through your mind that that's the only reaction that you have. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, if I have to fight, I will fight. If I have to shoot, I will shoot. If I have to. But nine times out of 10, I'll try to talk about it. Reason being is because I don't have no motherfucking sense. If I feel like it's life or death, we are going to be gone together. Period. So because I know that and I know that immediately when I feel like I'm in danger, I feel like I'm in, a, in, in, in danger in a sense that death is coming. So I'm going to do what I need to do not to experience death. And so I choose peace. I choose not to get riled up. I choose not to uh, get easily offended. I choose to pay attention to how people treat me. More importantly, I pay attention to how I treat me. Do I love me like I say I love everybody else? Do I splurge on me like I splurge for everybody else? Because I got to be able to uh, like I have to be able to understand it as I'm as I'm looking for peace. I got to start. I have to learn how to understand love. I move unconditionally as long as as long as death is not on the table, I move unconditionally as long as you're not trying to hurt my kids or be deceitful in regards to me or my kids' conversation on the table, if nothing else, just to just to conclude hey i I can't forgive that, and i won't. See, people have this idea that you're supposed to just continue to forgive, 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 and it's like, at, at, at what point do, at what point do I recognize that this is being done done on purpose because I'm not in a space to recognize it. Going through these last three weeks. With everyone that has been getting on my fucking nerves and or being a slime bag, a ball, with all of that. One of my favorite quotes is brought to mind. The quote states, if you exce- if you expect the world to be fair with you because you are fair, you're fooling yourself. That's like expecting the lion not to eat you because you didn't eat him it's by John Spence. I know the world is cruel. I know it is. I know it isn't my fault that the, the, the world is cruel. But I don't want to have that idea that the entire world is cruel. That every person is bad. I know we all have a balance within us that we have to choose, but I choose to look for people and or try to communicate with people who have chosen. Authenticity. If you are a bad person and you tell me you a bad person up front and I choose to deal with you. What am I say? You told me up front you was a bad person. If I tell you right now, y'all struggle with mental health. Um, Some days, you know, I can't really talk at all. You know, other days, you know, I'm 10, 12 hours just in a bed in the dark. Um, I don't really hang out much. I don't really like much, but I'm here and you're like, yo, I hear you and I fucks with that. But then you go off and you're like, "Yo, fam is crazy. He be going through it. Like I don't like and and bad. It's like, mm, I'm trying to get us past that. I'm trying to get us to a point to where we are all able to say who we are, and be who we truly are, when we need to be who we truly are, and not hide it from nobody." My struggle, my journey, it is what it, it what it's meant to be. I say that over and over and over again so you guys understand that, yo, you're going through it. It's okay. Stay strong. Tell somebody you love what you're going through. When you had that, that one, when you had that thought, tell somebody, yo, it's getting crazy. I haven't had I don't I don't have the the suicidal part, but I have the I will bust your fucking head part. Like I, I have that extreme rage that like the kids laugh at me and they call me Raven from Titans because one minute I'll be cool and then it's immediate rage. It goes back to what I said about not keep it secret. This is why I tell the kids because if they don't know and they are bothering me when I'm in a a, a rageful, depressive spurt, that could get bad and i'm not i'm not one of them oh i did it because i was depressed oh i did it be- no i did it that's the foundation of it i did it i'm accountable that's why i'm forthcoming yeah I, I struggle with this when people are like why you don't date i got hella kids i got depression and anxiety and i'm 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 on a daily journey to heal i'll never be healed and people are like All right, I'm a fuck with you or I'm not. I'll rather be sitting in a room of people that understand that I'm going through something um, that I'm not using it as pity that, you know, I'm I'm daily. I'm I'm, uh, actively trying to uh, better myself. And while doing that, I'm actively trying to bring people up with me and trying to to uh, to to pull in the people who struggle. Than to be sitting there like, oh, no, I'm good. I enjoy being here. Oh, I love it. I love all the people in the world. Fuck that. No, I'm done being who I am not. The rest of my days will be spent being who I am at all costs. Well, not at all costs, because if it's if it's disrespectful to somebody. um, But at all costs. I'm sitting here expecting the world not to eat me because I didn't eat it because I'm because I'm being honest. I'm being forthcoming. I'm being uh, authentic. I'm being all these things in these spaces. And yet. I haven't obtained an authentic relationship back. As an adult, it's important to have a for real friend. And I mean somebody who, like like my, my, my boy Matt, right? Every so often um, he'll, he'll do a, a, a wellness check because he understands what I be going through and maybe not the full amount of how I actually feel while I'm going through it, but he knows how difficult it is for me. So he'll just, he'll text me, um... A brotherly uh, wellness check and just Wanting to know like what are you doing What's you know what's your life like How your health uh, it's, it's, He asked about the mental health physical health um, My business And just overall right and Every so often he does that That's the Authenticity that's Required Me and my brother Had a conversation over the past Three weeks And for me to feel like I feel about him in regards to him being like my father i had I had up until up until this three weeks or the month actually, I never really explained to him what 's happening with me mentally as i 'm going through this stuff, and I was able to get it out and say it to him, and I know as a big brother. I know as a big brother, it affected him because it's not something that he could fully help me with because of what it is. But I know it changed the, the I know it changed our relationship in that moment. Because. The vulnerability that is required. To tell someone you feel weak mentally Are these crazy thoughts are driving you this way and that way mentally? The vulnerability that it takes is, is very, very high and it's a fear no matter who you're talking to. So no matter if I'm talking, you know, no matter if I'm talking to my brother, no matter if I'm talking to the therapist, no matter if I'm talking to Tati or DW or Mac. What I say and how I say it will change the direction of the conversation. Mac has been my best friend for since we was little uh, middle school. Doug been my brother for, for life. For 39 years. And even then. It's certain things that mentally it's difficult for me to say this is how I feel about it. I'm getting better at doing so. I think I'm I, I think. I think I'm better at explaining, or I think I'm better at saying, you know, the mental stuff to DW and Tati because they was intro, we intru- we were introduced in the midst of it, like the 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 the, the switch the, the 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 switch flipped at pretty much the intro of our friendship. Either way, I have adult, I, I I have adults that when I'm ready and when I'm able to say what I need to say, they understand it's bigger, it's bigger than that. Me actually talking about, you know, Kennedy passing, me actually talking about my relationship issues, me actually talking about my custody issues, you guys get the idea of what it is. The details, however, go to them and it's scary because I have no clue what they're thinking in response. I have no clue if they trust that what I'm telling them is real. I have no clue because I've experienced so many times that you tell somebody something and they act like it's real and they act like they believe you and they understand no matter how much proof you show them. And then boom, it's like, oh, he's a liar. The narrative is created and just like. And I started to tell myself, fuck the narrative. I'm an author. I'm going to write my, uh, uh, my story. So now I'm co-authoring the complex story. Me in a universe, mobbing it out. Good, bad, and different. The understanding that I have comes from the trauma that I've experienced. The difficulty in me expressing it is because I feel like, um, like I don't ever want to come off as a person that requires pity. Right? Like I'm doing something right now um, for the month of October. And it was difficult for me to even say anything because I don't I I see how people move October is still born awareness month and I had decided that I was going to donate or I'm I'm going to donate 20 percent to the March of Dimes for anything like for any and everything I sell in the month of October I felt ashamed because I'm like yo if you guys didn't know um You know, my daughter passed, yada, yada, whatever. Uh, This is a cause that is very dear to my heart, this, that, and the other. But my mind was like, why are you using your daughter to try to get money? These are the evil thoughts that come to my head. These are the evil things that that come to my mind, the dark things that come, that prevent me from moving forward in life. Because I feel like, you know, anytime I mention my baby, it's like like, like you're doing that for people to be like, oh, and it's like, no. I'm doing that because I don't see fathers showing emotion in situations like this. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. But what I'm saying is I went looking for it so I didn't feel so weak so that I could feel like I was enough. So that I could feel just calm enough or sane enough to be able to have a conversation with somebody like, yo, how do you feel like as a father? Because I don't want to put the burden uh, at the time I'm not going to put the burden Of uh, Of Kennedy's mother To Try to help me Because she understands it From a different I, I don't I I don't understand pregnancy From From Inside out It's always a, a A learning experience I don't know how the body Maneuvers How it shifts I don't know how Anything other than A baby is supposed to grow And then In 10 months Got the baby so i needed I, I needed understanding, and I start realizing that, as a man, as a black man in general, like we don't have these type of groups. Everybody is too egotistical to try to heal with, with the with they with a partner and partner mean like homeboy. We 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 sitting here and we rather hurt and silent because I gotta get it out the mud. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. Like, fam, now nah. my mental health and 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 this is this is the reality of it. Yes, I am being affected by my mental health. I am one hundred percent being affected by it. What makes me strive to try and heal and try to get through these weeks with the understanding of, a, it's so many people right now going through what you're going through. It's so many people right now that have the same issue. So when you're speaking, don't speak from a I perspective. Don't speak from a my perspective. Speak with the understanding that, hey, it's somebody out there that needs to hear this word, that needs to understand or have somebody that understand exactly what they go through. And the conversation can be fluid without. I understand, but. The but alters everything because. The understanding is is not registering on both ends. I had to 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 really understand that right now I'm going through mental health issues, but how I behave. Will determine the level of my children's mental health issues. So it's important for me to say, hey. This is why I'm asking you to leave me alone. This is why I'm telling you, hey, I'm meditating. I need some space to relax. One wrong move. from me, responding emotionally. Could alter the trajectory of one of these kids life. I aspire to be completely healthy mentally. I aspire to be that But beyond that I aspire to Not traumatize these kids By behaving As if I'm crazy Letting the dark thoughts take over me Letting the letting, uh, uh, Not spending time with them Because of it Because we got to the point at, We got to the point now that We'll just watch a movie together We'll just watch a movie together. A lot of times they don't be wanting to talk to me anyway. A lot of times they'll they'll be on their phone while we're watching the movie, and that's fine with me for them it it's equal. It's not even that you need to talk to me or I need to talk to you. It's the fact that i i I have my eyes on you. I can see that you not okay, but you okay. But if I'm locking them out. And, and not letting them know, hey, this is what happens. I need them to be aware. I need I, I, when they go to their first doctor's appointment by themselves. I don't need them calling call me asking what's D.O.B. I don't need them calling me asking me if they're allergic to this, aller- allergic to that. They're going to do it and I'm going to answer it. But I want to know in the back of my mind that they are doing that because they know how sensitive I get about them growing older. this 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 these weeks that i 've been off these three weeks that i 've been off is just like i i've i 've come to stronger conclusion of who I need to be a stronger understanding of everything ain't everything is not for the right now, and that helped me in a lot of ways. I learned that instead of um, instead of denying the problems like because this this is this is the biggest problem in I think, in adult life, is that we be denying that the problem exists. And instead of denying a problem, we need to face it. Because sometimes the diagnosis to the problem is simply acknowledging that the problem exists. I sat for three weeks trying not to speak. Trying not to dwell in the problems. And like I've always known, the silence became a death trap. Like literally, I was in a panic. I was in a panic. For like three nights straight. For what? Who knows? Just random, just, oh my God, this, oh my God, that. And I'm just, and I'm talking like rapid fire to the point to where like I just start getting nauseous. My head starts spinning. And I'm just like, yo, not being on meds, Might be an issue. If I got to keep going through this rapid fire of trauma. Every day. And this is the problem with my trauma. My mind would trick me. Into setting up a good memory. Only to reveal like, oh, no, that wasn't. It didn't happen like that. And it's almost like as I'm attempting to heal these 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 walls that I put up, these uh, force fields that I put up around certain situations, certain memories, it's like they're get they're breaking. It's like my mind is like, "Bruh, I you want to heal. I'm about to let you heal. But you about to heal. You're about to heal at max strength. No more baby steps. The reality of that, the pain of that, the confusion and chaos of that and not being able to sleep or be or, you know, being so afraid to be awake that you sleep so much. It's crazy. I sat here the last three weeks in silence and it was the it was the, the hardest, most difficult three weeks. I think that I've experienced next to the actual trigger that put me over the edge. There was so much in my mind. So much. That work issue set me over, and then all of a sudden yesterday, no matter where I looked yesterday, I saw or heard a, varia- uh, a variation of spelling of Kennedy's name, or just heard her name in general, And I was in shambles. I keep like, I keep going through this thing of, yo, when is it going to be less tense? When is it going to be like, when I tell you it's very, very high emotions, I could cry right now. Like just thinking about it. She'd be three this year. No goo Gaga, no Dada, no Mama, no First Steps. No teething, no first uh, diaper, no uh, late night feedings like that shit. Like that day, it hurt, but it was bigger than that. I didn't think it would get any worse than the feeling I felt knowing that that baby wasn't leaving the hospital with me. We three, four years out and it still feel like the doctor just called me like, yo, hey, she didn't make it. Fast forward to now it's it's different things like I feel her missing it's different things like the kids feel her missing It's different things like like just hearing her name and it just sets me off on an emotional thing. I'm not asking nobody not to name that kid Kennedy or not to speak or say you know say the name. It's just an observation that hit me yesterday like hey, this is still intense for you you gotta relax because you'll 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 take that emotion and allow it to be evil if you Don't be careful. And I'm proud of myself for controlling my emotions, for controlling my anger as a result to lashing out at people. Because it is a lot of times that people say stuff and they don't really realize. And because like like I know you don't know. Like but you have no idea I'm visualizing Jumping over the table And choking you the fuck out That's the type of stuff That I have to deal with And I'm not saying it Like I'm any type of threat To anybody That I'm tough Or anything like that After y'all Probably knock my block off It is what it is I'm not that type I'm, uh, I'm just not that type of fighter But I'm just it, It's just where my mind goes Everything that Everything that could have come up to make me feel less than, to make me feel confused, uh, to make me feel shame, like everything that I can think of that would have come up, came up in his three weeks. It came up. And then I start playing like scenarios, and not scenarios, but I start really uh uh Visualizing those moments of those memories, and I'm and and some of them I'm just like, yo, why you did that to me? But more importantly, why did I allow you? And it boiled back to secrecy. I don't want nobody to know you doing me dirty. I don't want nobody to know that you using me. I don't want nobody to know that you, you know, you abusing me. I don't want nobody to know any of that. So I'm stuck in it right now. I'm stuck in the what they going to say right now when I go outside, what they going to say to me. And it's one thing that I'm very, very proud of. And I don't I don't care how you slice it. It's one thing that nobody cannot take away from me is the father that I am. Period. The lengths that I'm willing to go through to be a father. Everything else is up for debate. Everything else is up for debate. But if you ask 10 people in my life who about Kevin, the father, it'll be it'll be very low numbers that that tell you that I'm not one of them guys. that's because I'm learning how to be forward thinking as a result to everything that I do. I said and I lost that thought, but it just came back to me. I was saying how I'm worried about my mental health for right now, right? I'm worried about it for right now. I want to be better today. So every day I wake up, I want to be better today. But the reality of it is I might not see that. That healing that I'm looking for, that that idea of complete mental health that I that I seek, it may not exist for me. But while I'm going through it and I and I have all these 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 traumas and triggers that are are coming uh, coming at me. I can teach these kids. I can make sure that they are aware of the importance of therapy, that they're aware of uh The importance of self-love. Because no matter what we think, and this is what's been helping me along, it's not about me. Yeah, I want to accomplish things and do things to leave my footprint on the world, but it's not even about me. I'm not doing this for you to say that Kevin did it. I'm doing this to make sure. To leave a legacy that he got it done. It's not about me doing it by myself. I keep saying over and over on each podcast, hey, I know y'all going through some things. Let's talk about it. Stop hiding. Even if you don't talk to me, even if you don't talk to me directly and you want to post something that I might be interested in that we can converse about, tag me. Because it's not about me doing it by myself. It's about creating a, a strong enough group of people that want peace over everything. And they are willing to they're willing to go there and get to it with you without them wanting to. All right, I got to be the leader of this. Like if, if, if I can't be the leader, then I don't want to be a part of it because it's not about being a leader. It's about uplifting. The community. I can go outside right now to my neighbor and they'll have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, what I'm going through, because I don't know them like that. But I can go across the street to that neighbor and and talk to her and she understands. Because she wants to be community. This neighbor does not. It's no fault of of the neighbor over here. That they don't that that they don't want community. I'm not part of what they want. I'm fine with that. I say all the time, I know everybody not trying to heal. I'm fine with that. But the people who are trying to heal, their need that like, like this is my back call. This is my back call. I'm not trying to be the leader of nothing. I'm trying to be a part of the group that that is so strong that none of us get left behind. That is so strong that we we have a network of people that are going through what we are going through. And we have a network of people who are uh, more so educated about what we're going through. And with that, we can build and we can be OK and we could survive. But for whatever reason, we have this fear that people are going to laugh. We have this fear that people are going to take advantage. And there is a lot of people out there. That's why I say for me, I say, I'm i going to say what I'm going to say. I have people who I have grown up with. And I'm talking like grown up with as in, you know, my brother, um, my my guy, Mac. I know a few other people that. I went to high school with like, so I'm on my 94th episode. And not one of them have said, hey, why you said that? That's not that's not how that was. So I'm me. The person you hear on this podcast, like I can be in a I can be in the room with my job, with new friends, with old friends. I am still me, regardless of where I'm at. It didn't get to that point for me until I start seeing me as valuable. I started really understanding my own value as I'm going through stuff, because the reality of it is when I got COVID last when I got COVID two years ago, the first COVID that was killing people. Right. I saw how my kids were reacting to the possibility of me being gone. When my kids come to me like. The way that they do. It gave me an understanding like life will be very different for you if I was gone, not just emotionally. But we bounce off of each other, excuse me, as a parent child relationship should be. And if you depend on me at the level that you do, I know that. Me not being here will affect you for years to come. You you haven't had enough time with me. I haven't had enough time with you. There's still lessons that I got to teach you to make sure that even when it went, even when the real time for me to expire, even when that time comes, like I want to be selling off until the sunset knowing. I did what I was supposed to do to get you to where you were supposed to go for you, uh, for you to be able to take over the wheel. Until I start really saying, hey, I'm hurt, hey, this is depression, hey, I'm on meds, hey, I love y'all, where, where y'all at? Until I start saying that, I, I didn't know any peace. Even now, I, 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 it, the, the amount of peace that I know is not a lot, but I know it comes from me being able to say, hey, where are y'all at? This is not a game. You know how much you know how 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 many intelligent, entrepreneurial, creative minds are struggling with this in silence. I don't see nobody linking up. I don't see nobody, like not for the mental health. All these major creators that, you know, they do their ads for, you know, uh, for mental health, for therapists, for this, for that. I don't see none of them linking up. I don't see none of them communicating with one another. I know healing is hard. Healing like healing is one of the most embarrassing things to yourself cuz you got to you have to break so much down. You have to not only break down what was done to you, you have to break down what you did and what you allowed to be done to you. And it's difficult, it's embarrassing, it's hurtful, but we got to do it. I'm tired of of people posting if i if i lose my battle with depression just know i tried the reason why i hate that is because a lot of times when people are saying that they either don't have a support system or they are not being clear with the with the support system to feel supported I want to stop all of that I want to create a, a system of If we going through it We just link up and make sure that We don't act ourselves We need to understand that this is a real Thing I try my I, I, I try my hardest I try my hardest to to be direct without really being direct. And I think that's where we all are in this. For me, when I'm in this funk, I meditate I use this podcast as my journal so that I can go back and and understand how I felt, why I felt, what I felt, when I felt it. I separate myself from the outside world so that I can hear the chaos in my mind and not the chaos of everybody else's interpretation of what I'm going through. It's very difficult when you're communicating with somebody what you possibly are going through mentally, um, and you are diagnosed with something, and then they tell you that that's not what it is. And when they tell you it's not, you know, it's not that bad. And it's like, if it's not that bad, why, why do I want to sit in the dark, twenty four seven? Why does outside communication bother me? Why does face-to-face interaction harm me? Like, if it's not sex work, like, it's just really difficult for me to, like, be on some type of camera. Like I tell you guys all the time, like, I'm good with this because you can't really talk to me right here. And I'm changing that too, by the way. Because on Wednesdays, we're going to do a little short version um, show and it's called Hill Avenue and it's coming this Wednesday. And it's going to be alive so that I can get out of that not wanting to interact with people because I want to know what y'all are going through, how y'all are getting through it. I want y'all to be able to uh, chime in when uh, when I'm talking about certain things that you may can help with. And I, and I understand that having that call of, hey, DM me. I understand that that's difficult. Who am I? How do you know you can trust me? Like just because I'm doing what I'm doing and expressing how I'm, how I'm expressing, I get it. I get it. But I do want to know how are y'all getting through the day? Like for the people who are not scared to or let me not say scared. The people who are at the point that they are willing to. Tell me why or say why not necessarily me. I want you to put in the comments. Like, how do you get through your depressive funks? How do you get through that that overwhelming feeling of I just don't want to do anything when you know you have so much to do, especially when you when you feel like uh, you can be a change agent? How do you get through that darkness to be able to do your your responsibility that you have placed on yourself? Right. Your purpose, your passion. I want to know. Because sometimes I'll meditate 15, 20 minutes and don't work. I'll need to, I'll I'll need to do another hour, but in that hour it's so much torment because in that hour, while I'm while I'm trying to realign, the realignment only happens when I'm breaking down the, the pieces of trauma. So what do y'all do? Like I'm I'm inter I'm truly interested to know. Uh, If anyone would like to share or or feel comfortable sharing, I really would like to see that in the comments and and be able to uh, converse from there. Because this is not a one sided thing. Yeah, this is the Poetic Properties podcast with Complex, but I'm trying to build community. I'm trying to uh, uh, make sure that like we are true to each other as we are trying to lift up. My journey is no better than yours. Yours is no better than mine. We both going through it. Like either it is or it isn't. Either we have complete uh, uh, mental health. Uh, either our mental health is completely there or it's not. Even if a piece of it is off, you can't say it's there. So that's what I that's what I'm, I'm wanting to, to know. Like if you're going through it, how do you how do you process it? Like what is your thing? Like sometimes I'll get on a punching bag. Um, sometimes I just sit up and cry. Like snot nose, like I, like, you know, can't breathe. Like sometimes I do that. A big part of going through the depression, a big part of having high anxiety, a big part of just dealing with people in general is sometimes just understanding it is what it is. And once you reconcile that, that's what it is, then you can deal from there. Like I tell my kids, it's not about it's it's not about what you did. Like right now, tangible example, the dishwasher don't work. Granted, it is old. Like, I think this dishwasher came with the house um, when the house was built. So each time I tell the kids, because they lazy, you know how kids are. Hey, don't put don't put butter. Um, don't put oil that instant mashed potato stuff, don't put that down a drain. Don't put um, unused pancake mix down a drain. I tell them all the time. All the time. Because this dishwasher is that old, Though doing those, putting oil, because you're not supposed to put oil anything, right? Dishwasher is broke. And I went off. I went off. And they're like, why why are you tripping? And I said, because what you guys don't understand is the last time the dishwasher broke, I watched the guy for the reasoning why it broke. You guys think I'm telling you, yo, stop being lazy and, and put that oil in a bag or put some dirt in it or whatever. Like, don't dispose of it in the sink. You think that I'm I'm being ridiculous when I say, hey, Yeah, that's a little bit of pancake mix. Still don't do that. You wonder why I'm yelling when you're when you're garbage disposing instant mashed potatoes. This is why. Now. It won't drain because everything you've poured into that drain being lazy has solidified in the holes that needs to be clear for the water to get out of. The dishwasher. So now they're looking at me like, oh my God, like I didn't I didn't think about that. No shit. Because you're thinking about right now and it's my responsibility to make sure you get to a mental strength that you can handle what you need to in real time for later. Like a million times over, I had done something in real in real time that was not meant for that moment. And my percentage of it working out how it was supposed to work out, because everything is about sowing seed and, 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 uh, and harvesting everything. That's why I love farmers. Like if you have an opportunity to know a farmer. I'm telling you, there are some of the best people to to know. They're able to cultivate what they want. And give it to us. And we as humans don't realize this is how this is completely how the universe works. If you look at a farmer start to finish from from, from prepping the, the, the manure, the dirt uh, to seeding, to watering, to, you know, uh, spraying it if it gets sick or whatever the things they have to spray. If you watch that from start to finish enough times, you will start realizing. That's how human life works. A seed is planted. We grow in the stomach. We come out. We grow like trees. We die. But it's how we're growing. How we're moving forward, how we are are doing in life that we get we we start getting left and right. I look at a tree like the 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 main tree is the path that we're supposed to be on. The branches. Are the mistakes that we made. They're the success that 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 we have, right? Because if you look at a tree, the branches, like none of the branches connect to each other. They only connect back to the tree. So you are supposed to be going north and south. You go east and west. But every time on that, uh, you, you are branch off. You still connected to the main path. So in order to go up to get to the next branch, you got to go back. The nutrients got to go back to 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 the main tree. And that's how I look at life. So everything that I'm going through uh, through life. Yeah. Kennedy died. I had to go. I had to realign. Yeah. Minnie, money, mom broke up. I don't get to see her. I had to go through that. I had to realign. Yeah. There's some family issues going on with me right now. I had regardless. I had to come back and I had to realign. Work, business, everything you all, we all go off path. But the point is, the journey is what it's meant to be and it's solidified. So. When we going through life, we have to think about that. These these positive things, these 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 positive trauma, uh, these negative traumas, regardless of how you look at it, it's a lesson and it's a lesson in both of them. And that is what builds you up. That is what straightens and strengthens your crown. Those things that you go through and you're honest about and you are there willing to help people. Help people. Help people. Depression not isolated to me. Being a father with a child that died is not. Solely on me. But if I got to dig so deep, like why I got to dig so deep to find to, to find a group of people that understand this, it ain't about being melancholy all day. It's not about being sad all day, but it's about having someone when you are sad. Having someone when the feeling of grief, of pain, of confusion is so freaking heavy and you don't know what to do. Having that group of people or that person that truly understands, it's imperative for growth. The more I tell the more I tell y'all I have depression, the more I tell y'all I have anxiety, the more I try to create this space of, of safety for all of us. All of us. It's not just this. Just not just for me. It's not just for women. It's not just for black people, white people. It's not just for that. I deal with every type of person, every race living here in Arizona. I'm not excluding nobody. It's imperative that we get out of this. You can't help me because you're not black. We got to get out of this. We have to. We're going to die. Because it's so much ego in trying to heal. I'm not trying to be the grandmaster. I'm not trying to be the guru. I'm trying to be in partnership with people who want. To stay alive. Who hear that voice. Daily. Who feel that pressure. Daily. To have that thought like. I am at my worst. And the only way out is death. I'm talking to those type of people. I want to link with y'all. So that we can tell each other hey you have value I know you don't feel like it but you have value it's certain days that people don't even understand that you know them purchasing something save my life them saying yo that poem was tight save my life you understand? You funny. Same. like people have no idea the little things that save people lives. If nothing else for the next day. So it's important to me to get on here to tell y'all what I need to tell y'all to be honest with y'all a this last three weeks I could not do it I couldn't see move breathe like life I thought it was I, I, I thought I was going back into like a freaking cave that I had no control over but also be honest when I come back and be like that's what was going on I could have came on here and be like oh I had technical difficulties now nah, I was struggling And I tried to fake my way through this three weeks. I was posting stuff, um, laughing at stuff, trying to, you know, uh, get jokes off in the group chat and stuff like that. And I'm in shambles and I could have lied about it, but I'm not because that's not what I'm here for. I want to be better. I want us to be better. At some point, we have to come out of hiding and understand that, you know, it's bigger than us, especially us as fathers. It's so many fathers that are in jail It's so many fathers that are getting killed. It's so many uh, uh, fathers that are getting taken away for whatever reason out of these kids life. And we have this stereotype that, you know, um, it's supposed to be all on the women. Like people have no idea. I have custody over my son's. So even when I'm out at the grocery store, I'm I'm up at the school or whatever it is, and I'm just randomly having conversations, it's always like, oh, well, can you tell their mom? Oh, well, mom must have did this. Because I've already uh, killed my ego, I'm like, I just laugh. They kids look at me, they just we just laugh. They don't need to know what's going on. I don't care people think how they people are going to think how they're going to think. It's not important to me. What's important to me is that I understand the the necessity of me being a helper, the necessity of me doing a good enough job for you to even say anything cuz again, you have no idea I'm in shambles. It's never like it's never what it is. I'm learning that I'm learning that as a adult who is newly interested in what's going on around the world. Because I grew up how I grew up and where I grew up, world stuff don't matter, didn't matter to me. But now I'm a businessman. I'm a father. Uh, my kids want to travel abroad and stuff like that. So I pay attention to certain things a little bit different. I read articles a little bit better. Like it's not just skimming. It's it's trying to read the articles uh, Uh, To get understanding. And what I'm realizing that it's never what it is. Media is never what it is. There is always a, a, a different picture painted behind doors that we'll never know. I don't want to live like that in the mental health community. I don't want to live like that in the in in being a father and being a man and being a a, a person who is depended on. I I want to get the 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 narrative and the stereotype changed that you know men are not there that the, to support their partners. I want to make it change. Oh, oh, you know, women are are women are strong and they they have to have the kids. They are not allowed to be free from that burden of of. A non-custodial parent i see over and over again how you know oh you know uh you know uh, if it's one thing i'm gonna come through like and it's a bunch it's mothers mama always got it mama always gonna do this because that's what's beat into us so when somebody come out and say you know yeah i'm 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 a single dad like nah, i got custody of my kids they live with me y'all it's like wait what and then it's like, oh, well, if you got the kids, some must have been super. Cra- no, I fought for mine. I love my kids like 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 a mother loves their kids. I love my kids like any parents should love their kids. I don't want like I don't give a fuck. They didn't ask to be here. But I am going to do what I'm supposed to do to make sure that either you get in this child support or you get in this time. If you want to be dumb and 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 make it difficult for me, that's on you. But I'm a father in whatever way I'm allowed to father. Regardless of being acknowledged or not, because, again, it's not about that. I'm trying to change the narrative. I see a, like a lot of uh of co-parenting and the parents be mad cool. That never gets no tick. People are like, oh, you got all these baby daddies, got got all these baby namas, uh baby mamas, and don't realize that it is bigger than that. There's not I don't there's not too many people that are out here besides Nick Cannon that are just comfortable with just getting people pregnant. I'm here to tell you, I love Imani with every last fiber of my being. But one of the worst things as a man that I have experienced is having two baby mothers. Not for anything that y'all probably think, not for baby mama drama, not from hating between the two of them, not disrespect between them and I, none of that shit. It's knowing that I have another child that is not being raised with her siblings. It's knowing that my my daughter is not being raised with my sons. It's knowing that my sons have not had the experience of being big brothers to their sister. I don't have nothing to do with me. Yeah, it hurt. Yeah, but it don't hurt for me. I rationalize this is the life that has been chosen in this particular situation for me. I don't hurt for me. I hurt for them. When I tell you that I am unselfish and that it's bigger than me, I mean that. There is no smut on my rep as a result to me being there for other people. But that comes with me being honest with myself and me saying out loud, bro, it's bigger than you. Nah. Yeah, you hurt. Yeah, you bother. Say what you need to say so that you can get past and that you can heal through it. And if you can't do it by yourself, then you need to be able to tell someone, hey, this is what I'm really going through. This is what's really bothering me. this is what's really going on. I felt so relieved when I had that conversation with my brother because it wasn't even, there's only a a few times to where my brothers in general, KB and, uh, there's a few times that I can count on my hand that we had conversations deep conversations on purpose meaning i'm calling you solely for us to discuss this thing other than that we just happen to fall into emotional and or necessary conversations through our regular You know, laughing at things, talking about the kids, uh, talking about our businesses, you know, uh, being or remembering, you know, a song or activity from our childhood. We'll be talking and then something will happen and then boom. Me saying what I said to my brother. And him being accepting, accepting of how I felt and what I felt about. And it not be a, well, peanut, look at this. Well, peanut, look at that. Well, all he kept saying was, okay, I'm really trying to understand you because this is really difficult for me right now. And it was difficult for me, but we talked about it until he asked his final question and I answered his final question. But one thing that in that moment, I had took a deep breath and I don't even know if he heard me, but I took a deep breath because in that moment I had made up in my mind. I needed my big brother. I needed my protector. I needed my guidance. Right. In order for me to get all of him, I had to be honest. About what I was truly feeling. And he never put me in a position to where I couldn't talk to him about things. I had to be ready. I say all the time, mental health don't know you, you my brother. Don't know you, my child. Don't know you, my boss. Don't know you, my coworker, Don't know you, my friend. When shit gets jumping, it gets jumping and I just got to deal with it. And so when I when after that conversation, I felt beyond relieved that he was able to see me in the light that I needed him to see me in, in regards to this. If y'all know my brother, y'all know that he's not an emotional person, um, especially outwardly. I don't want to say he's void of emotion, but since we've been little, he's like... He's not been the one to. Um, you don't know what he's thinking. You don't know if he's happy. Um, if you don't know him, you don't know if he's happy or not. He's just he he he's just him. Because I know he loves like he loves the family overall. So I know he's even when he's looking away, he, he's happy because it's family. For him to hear me enough to where he was lightweight emotional off of something that I was telling him and it hurt him as a brother because he couldn't rationalize like but how though at that moment I, I realized for me I'm telling the 100% truth. Meaning, I'm not stopping at, yo, I I feel bad. I feel bad because my foot hurt. No. I feel bad because my foot hurt because I told the kids to pick up this shit off the ground. I fell down the stairs, twisted my ankle, and now I have a cast on. Because if I say... Excuse me, because if I say I, the kids left something on the stairs and um, I fell. Your response is going to be like, well, what's wrong with your kids? Why they did that? Why they like why they're they not cleaning up? They're not. And it's like that, that's not the point. The point is I fell and talking to me as if I didn't fall and I'm not hurt is an issue. See, people think that you want to be coddled. And this is the I think this is a misnomer about um, dealing with people with emotional, mental uh, issues is people think we want to be coddled and we want, you know, we want you to walk on eggshells and how you deal with us. I personally do not. I, I, I just don't like if everywhere I turn. And it's just I'm learning this everywhere I turn to try to run away from the directness of my people. Right. I'll talk to my brother and his directness. Understand I'm talking. I'm talking as a person dealing with mental health. His directness offends me because I feel like it's an attack. So I go to my group chat and DW, his directness, offends me. So I go to another group chat. Blue, her directness, offends me. This is the fight because you're not even saying nothing that I should be offended by. You are just responding and you are. You are responding in a way that is as direct as my emotion is. Because I feel like people don't understand. Right. Right. And I'm dealing with, do you understand what I'm going through? Do you understand what I'm going through? Why are you talking like that? But then when I when 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 I'm reading it like for real and I'm sitting back and I'm just looking at it like, hey, bro, this is what you need. So I have my I have my my small network of people who who understand now what I'm going through mentally, what I'm fighting, but They're like, nah, boom, boom, boom. All right, I hear you. Boom, boom, boom. It's order to everything. And for me, I've always been a person of order. But because I feel like I'm going crazy, because I feel like, you know, um, the people that need to hear me are not hearing me. when When Blue, when DW, when Duck, when Mac, when they are straight to it, like, hey, no this is what this is how it should have happened right like laughing with like me and Tati, we are we are the most fuck these kids but emotional at them growing up people in the world right and so we'll we'll be going through it like junior got a job um got his little girlfriend, be going up to the city, twin trying to get a job at the movie theater, like things are just happening. Then, you know, on her end, her son is trying to get a job and stuff like that, right? And so DW will be like, man, shut up. Let the niggas get to the money. And we like, wait, what? (laughs) Right? He can do that because... There's mad days that he's like, All right, well, I understand that, you know, you got to rest. You got to let them do this. This is just how it is. It's not just him being a dick all the time. Right? But it stings in real time. It's not about that. He's not worried about what we're feeling about his response. His overall goal is what our overall goal is. We just emotional, which is allowing them to grow up. He just don't want to hear the emotional part about it. To be fair, he is a veteran, so I accounted to that as well. But he don't. He he not with that. I'll be talking to my boy Mac, and it'll be something like we'll be really having a conversation. And if I go too far, like on some. Emotion over logic, he'll be like, man, fuck all that. Like (laughs) mid-conversation. And it's the rudest but funniest thing. But again, we've had many conversations of what we're going through. We've had many conversations about how we feel about life and the trajectory of, of this and that. My brother been my brother my entire life. I know he don't mean me no harm. I know he's not trying to negate how I feel or what I'm going through. But he when he is direct, he is direct, period. And that's what we need a group of. That's what we need a network of people that just really understand and want to see the next person grow and want to see the next person do what they're supposed to do with their purpose. It's so many of us going through this that I feel like we're not reaching our max purpose because we feel embarrassed. We feel weak, especially guys. Because we we aren't able to feel because we're supposed to lead, protect, provide because we're supposed to do all those things. We feel so weak when we have to tell somebody, do don't. I, I can't I can't deal today. Today is a rough one. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. It's one thing about the three, the three men that I confide in, DW, my brother, Duck, and Mac. They don't play about my absence. Me and my brother didn't talk for a, a, a little while. And it wasn't even on no beef stuff. It just was time just being time, right? But this past month, he's telling me stuff in detail. Like, yeah, you was on a podcast and you did this and you did that. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, yeah, I saw that. I I, I saw you walking through the park and I'm like, I posted that four months ago, two months. Like, what are you talking about? and it lets me know that even in distance even in in lack of verbal communication there is a commun a effort for him to understand or to know like i got to know that my brother alive so when he's direct i know it's i know it, it, it don't mean no harm and as men i think that's where we that's another place we're lost that is that we can't handle the directness of the healing Because we haven't reconciled. It is our emotions that allow us to continue to go off track. It is our emotions that allow us to move logic out of the way and and do whatever we we want for the right now. A lot of times that that I've been going through or a lot of things that I've been going through and I did it for the right now, it always went bad. Always it always went bad. But every time that I have a, a, a advanced thought on the on the situation and I respond in that way, that I feel like I like something's going to happen or something needs to happen later on. I have a pretty high success rate in those type of responses. There's one thing about me that. I'm going to protect everybody that I can't protect whether they did me wrong or they didn't. I'm not going to move in a way that can be questioned by anybody. I stand on what I I stand on everything that I say on this podcast. And the main thing that I want to get out is that I want to build a comfort zone for us to make sure that we are not stagnant in our healing. We have to understand, and it took me a while to understand this as well, the journey is written, not the destination. At all. Every single time that I tried to Make my own destination On this journey It went horrible And it continues to go horrible Because I keep trying to write my own plan Instead of letting life Do what it's supposed to do And and move me forward Like we all get ahead of ourselves Trying to execute a plan That we have no patience for Like Think about that. We all get ahead of ourselves trying to execute the plan we have chosen without the patience that it requires to make it work. And what do we what happens when it don't work? We throw fits. We get mad. We 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 lash out. We say people hating, we say people don't like us. We start creating these scenarios in our heads instead of sitting down and understanding that. We ain't ready to be right there yet. You rushed it a little bit. You stepped over the line without understanding where you're going. You don't You don't realize that second step that you're about to take over the line is over a cliff. You're not paying attention. There has to be some type of understanding within ourselves and some type of accountability that says, hey, I tried that. It didn't work. It's my fault. I'm not blaming nobody. People don't hate me. People don't. They're not even thinking about it. We put a lot of that on ourselves. We, we, we keep thinking somebody thinking something about us. Watch you looking. At, it's like it's, it's when you're little and it's like, why are you looking at me? Why are you looking at me? Stop looking at me. And it's like at first I wasn't looking at you. But now because you keep saying I'm looking at you, I'm going to continue to stare in your face and annoy you. My kids do that to this day. One of them feel like, why are you staring at me? And the other one's like, all right, I have time today. All of this that we go through, all what, I, what we go through, what I go through, what I'm trying to build, what I'm trying to get y'all to understand and see, like what I'm trying to encourage, like it takes patience. I'm not throwing no more fits because I, I moved before I was supposed to. I'm just going to start paying attention a little bit more. My patience is a little bit different. I don't know if, I don't know what taught me patience more um, between having the five kids or losing the six. I don't know which gave, which gave me a greater understanding of patience. Like my mind, is, my mind has been altered in a way that nobody could ever even understand. It's, nor, it's neither good nor bad, but it's changed it's changed like somebody posted the other day about um somebody posted the other day about how the brain changes once you once you become a father and i've been saying forever i've been saying forever like the day that Junior was born, it felt like I was plugged into the matrix in my understanding, my wants, my needs, my protection, my finances, my love, my emotions. Everything changed. Things that mattered to me 24 hours prior didn't matter to me. Senseless. Bullshit that that was on my mind just 24 hours prior was no longer in my in the realm of me thinking about it. And each time that I had a kid. Each time that I had a kid, it updated. I was in my older five. I was in all of their rooms right there. When they when they came out, I was right there. My baby, on the other hand, I didn't get to go in because she had passed. And so they needed to do the surgery how they needed to do it is what it is. But regardless of. Regardless of anything. I've obtained. A higher level of patience with with those situations, I've obtained a different level of understanding because, you know, I'm used to the positive update. Right. I'm thinking I'm about to have, you know, my my last kid and. Life is going to be what it's supposed to be. I had no idea that this was going to push me in a realm that. No, it's more people like you. I'm sorry this had to happen to you. But it keeps happening over and over and over. And I don't and, and, and nobody is taking the bull by the horns and saying, hey, it's a lot of y'all out there. and Y'all are fucking up y'all life because you're sad, because it's pain, because the grief like you're fucking up your life and your kid's life and your partner's life and vice versa, because you don't want to acknowledge that there is a problem within within you. You're ashamed of therapy. and You don't want to tell your friends because then they're going to look at you like this and they're not going to understand. But then you isolate and you isolate in an unhealthy way. When I when I am isolated, it is to realign myself so that I can hear myself think and not anybody else. If I'm isolating it uh, from people, it's because I've given them enough times of, hey, you are hurting me and you are not understanding that there's boundaries here. For whatever reason, you don't see them and you continue to delete the line in the sand. It's not just to act like I got a a chip on my shoulder. It's not just to try to exert some type of power. It's because I am weak. And there is darkness inside of me. And if it keeps going, somebody is going to have to feel what this darkness feels like firsthand. That's not how life should be. So I isolate. Studies show depression is and I'm reading this now, so give me a second. Studies show depression in the U.S. affects one in 10 people. The average is around 18 million adults in any given year. It's the leading cause of disabilities in ages 15 to 44, whatever gender, whatever gender, 15 to 44 years old has the, the, the largest disability claims in regards to mental health. This is also the primary reason why someone dies of suicide. At an estimated time of every 12 minutes, an estimated 41,000 people a year in any given year commit suicide for whatever reason. To tell people. You just said get over it. To know how. Many people are affected by depression To be going through this same level of depression. That's a gut punch. And I'll be damned if I'm sitting here fighting depression with enough strength to say, hey, I'm here. You're not alone. Come on. We need you. Would be insane. I'm using my platform to, to hey, live through me, because I'ma tell it. If you embarrassed to say what, what you're going through, if you if you if you still haven't been able to reduce the uh, the control that your ego has over you, use me. I don't want pity, I want partnership. It's a long road that we have that we have to travel on is mental health. And our journey is our journey. We have to travel it how we have to travel it. But one of the times that we branch out, branch out to the positive. Sometimes you have to branch out to the person that, that is going through it. Hey, I am going through it, too. Like how you handle that? There's so many people that I have on my timeline that I just respond to or whatever, because I see them going through, not trying to be their guru, not trying to be their, their leader, but letting them know, hey, you're not alone. Again, the world is cruel, and I'm certain that sometimes a lot of these suicides happen because people are so fucking cruel and they be saying things thinking you just said so when people are saying, yo, if I lose my battle with depression, stop. trying." It, that's just not funny. Stop just commenting and acting like, oh, they're just saying that to say it. Check on your friends. You have to understand that you matter, too. You are valuable to whoever you are valuable to. You have a job when you see stuff like that to be like, I, I gotta see what's going on for real. I gotta see what, what this means. What do you mean if I like, like, what do you mean if I lose my battle with depression? Like, what does that mean to you? Instead of just commenting, I'm praying for you. Oh, that's crazy. You know, hope it gets better. Not many people have the opportunity to have a conversation with one of their loved ones and bypassed it because they were just sad. And then that next day is nothing. It's over. You get news. I'm tired of it. I'm not saying that I feel like I could cure, you know, suicide uh, uh, overall. I'm not saying that I could cure depression. I'm not saying I cure anything. But what I'm saying is for me, I know that when I'm going through my hardest times, just knowing that somebody has their eye on me, and I know it's weird like i I can't kill myself because I know I know one the jokes that are going to come, and i can't I'm not going to be here to defend them. I know two my kids are going to be going stupid, and I'm not going to be here to to console them my fam my my brother will lose his mind like like fam don't don't do that. Even though, you know, a lot of times it's not it's not something that is controlled. Once that that imbalance happens and those starts start to come, your rationale begins to change. I'm telling you guys, I'll be going through certain things and something will hit me. And the reality of that is it like I'll be tripping when I snap out of it like, oh, whoa, that was too far. I'll be having thoughts about certain things. i am like, oh, hey, 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 fam, bring it in. So I know when that imbalance gets there that you're out of there. I'm not saying nobody got to be accountable for me and I'm not trying to make any make myself or anyone else accountable for anyone else who was going through that. But I just personally feel that it's at the highest rate it is because everybody keep playing with that shit. They keep playing. And so when you need like you play so much and when you read uh, uh, need real help, it's not there because we don't know if you're doing this for publicity, for pity, for whatever. Or Are you really going through it? When I'm going through it, whoever is important to me, I tell them, yo, this is what's going on. If you don't see me, I didn't do that. I'm just trying to realign. It's to a point to where if I'm gone for too long, Tati to or DW be like, "Hey, check in." You don't got to do. It don't got to be nothing other than I see y'all. I know for for now that I've reconnected and we've had this real conversation, me and my brother. I know that. If I don't respond, certain amount of times, he going to be on it. Hey, yeah, hey. I don't know what's going on. Hit me up, let me know you good. My boy Mac, if I disappear for too long, he pulls up like, "Hey, I'm gonna pull up." It ain't no conversation of how you doing, yada yada whatever. It's a certain point that he gets to that it's like, "All right, I'm gonna pull up." But that comes with me being honest. I'm not now I'm not doing good. My mind is completely tore up. I'm completely emotional. I can't get out of bed. The kids are good. There's one thing that I will remain being grateful for is that I have the strength to do what I'm supposed to as a parent before I have to fall into these to these funks. And they are self-sufficient enough to not even really need me like that. For those few hours or that couple of days or that three, four days. Kev on stage posted the other day and he said uh, he had made a post because he had lost his brother. And he had said. It's crazy how everything be going fine. Then boom, sadness and grief hit. And when I saw that, I just I responded. I said, that's me with losing my daughter. I'll be mid fun with the other kids or teacher conference or whatever. And boom, I feel Kennedy missing and it's overwhelming. I said, so I'm sending you love and light. And people began to say. I commend you for uh, suffering such tragic loss and being able to offer um, strength and love to somebody else. Um, like I couldn't imagine losing a child. And then, you know, it's other ones like, Oh my God, I know that has to be crazy. Um, I remember, you know, when, when my parents had to bury my sister and how distraught they were, um, and then so on and so forth. And then the, the consensus kept being, I commend you for being able to go through such tragedy. Like that started to be the, uh, reoccurring thing of me having so much strength that I'm going through what I'm I'm grieving how I'm grieving but I'm offering this stranger strength. My thought on that is it's not my strength that allows me to do that. It's my weakness. It's my weakness in understanding that grief is tricky. In all honesty, when I said what I said, in re, uh, um, in regards to you know feeling that emotion randomly, I was speaking at a uh, from a brother standpoint. Honestly, it's my weakness in understanding how I would feel if I lost my brother. My situation with losing Kennedy was just relatable. My connection that I was trying to make wasn't to outshine his grief or up his grief. I know how I feel about my brothers. That man loved his brother. I immediately thought like, I'm going to fucking lose it. And so I offered the support. Because in my eyes, if I'm grieving how I'm grieving, and you see me give encouragement to that person, and now that person gives encouragement to the next person, If we keep it going long enough, the community is built to make sure that we good. We don't have to tap into nothing else. We don't have to beg for attention. We don't have to beg for platforms. You see me giving encourage. You see him giving encourage. You keep it going. And hopefully enough people will see it so forth and so on. And we create a link of people who are grieving, who are maybe depressed, who going through whatever they're going through, but there is a level of understanding in that chain because it's built on honest emotion. It's built on you knowing that I am grieving something, that I'm going through something. I'm not hiding it from you. And if we can continue to do that, for a long enough time, then we'll start making a difference in the world. I know this sound crazy. I know it. And if somebody out there has this idea or have this same thought process, find me. Because this is this is now my my overall mission is to connect people who are going through Mental health stuff or still are functioning, still have to be parents, still have to uh, go to work, still run a business. I want to have a group of us. So that we don't end up the statistic so that we do our best to make sure each other doesn't end up the statistic. I say in every podcast, I love you. I thank y'all whatever. I don't know, y'all. But I love y'all because I do. I love y'all because I know that what I'm going through, somebody else is going through. I love y'all because y'all take the time and y'all listen to this podcast. Everybody who listens to this podcast, they listen for a reason. I don't care if you listening just because I'm your friend. I don't care if you listening just because you think I'm handsome. I don't care. If you I don't care, whoever is listening and or watching this podcast, I know they're doing it for a reason. And if you are out there and if you are listening, I am telling you the mission of this is to make sure we are keeping people alive, that we are being understanding uh, and not being uh, not forcing each other to walk on eggshells and not putting people in situations where they have to feel scared to let you know they're going through something. My intention is always to bring peace. Always. If I can't can't bring peace, I'm not coming. Period. Because I don't want to be involved in negativity. I don't want to be involved in none of that. I got too much stuff going on. There's too many people that need these real conversations. There's too many people that need real interaction. There's too many people that need... One of their fellow friends, parents, uh, siblings, anybody to just understand that what they are going through is very real and it takes patience and understanding to deal. Don't give up on them people. If you wanted the strong ones that's functioning, don't give up on the people that are weaker. Don't make fun of them. Don't like, oh, your situation is not as as uh, bad as mine and I'm able to get through it. Life affects people differently. Upbringing, um, area uh, you were raised in, culture—like it—it affects people different. But I'm trying to make it universal. I'm trying to make it to where we understand that we are better together instead of apart. That's all. That's all. I'm, that's all that I'm trying to accomplish is, is just making sure that we all know, you know, what's what. That we all understand that. Our life is not, perfection doesn't exist. If you achieve perfection, then life is over. I'm not even striving for perfection. I don't even want to be that close to completion. Because completion is death. If I have nothing else to live for, if I have nothing else to grow towards, if I have nothing else to achieve, to aspire to be, then it's over. And those thoughts are going to try to seep in and like, look, you did everything. Look, all of that. You did all of that. And you still have nobody who love you for real. You did all of that. Your kids still wild and they still doing this. You did all of that. The company still blah, 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 blah. We got to realign our way of thinking. We have to realign um, our belief System as a result to what we can and what we cannot be. It's important that we are able to do that. It's important that we stop letting the narrative ruin us. I was going through, um, one, of my, one of my newer friends in the group chat um, had asked me about the online store that I have. And while I was going through my emails to get information, like I immediately got sad. I immediately was feeling a way about who I used to be. I came across some emails that um, that I had sent two of my exes respectfully at different times, and in these emails, I'm I'm begging for understanding. I'm begging for like like I don't know what it is. Like if you've seen Hitch. You remember at the beginning when he was just super concerned and like overly concerned, right? And he was just like, I don't know. Just tell me what it is. Tell me what it is. I was reading emails that I had sent to them. And and this wasn't first date related like uh, emails. This was like we was established. One in particular, um, my daughter's mom, like. One in particular, It was it was to her. And I'm reading this email. And I realize that. I am not the bad guy. And I allow myself to feel like that with both of my last relationships. And so I'm reading these emails and I'm like pretty much like, hey, I don't know what it is. I'm really trying to make this work. Um, If that's what you want, like I'm being super understanding, super, you know, um, clear in what I'm saying. And back then it seemed like the right thing to do. And back then it didn't seem like begging. Back then it didn't seem like persuasion. It didn't seem like any of that. It seemed like a person who was in love and wanted it to work so badly. Because I didn't want to have another like baby mother. I wanted it to work. My marriage had already failed. Like it was crazy. I'm looking at this email and it hurt me. And I, and and I start crying and I start crying and I just was letting it out because like I'm reading these emails that I sent to them and I'm like, they never loved me. I can see What I'm asking of you in these emails. And if I wasn't so blind and if I wasn't so emotionally uh, attached to being in love and being, you know, being a good stepdad at the time or, you know, being a good uh, a good dad to Imani, plus being a good dad to the if I wasn't stuck in that, I would have realized that like you this is not what you wanted. I was the need You were the want. So I'm sitting here wanting you. So I am low key begging you. You need me and now the need is fulfilled. So now you were going to behave in a way that, you know, I'm going to respond irrationally to. Now the relationship is over and you're free to call me a dirtbag. And again, that was a moment that I thought was for then. But in fact, it was for now, because reading that, it allowed me to to say to myself, never again. I'm never again explaining to anyone why I should be a part of their life. Especially if I am peaceful, uh communicative or, or uh, when I'm peaceful, when I'm communicating properly, when I am doing the things that a partner is supposed to do. If you decide that you don't want to be there and you want to act crazy and you want to create chaos. And this is something that I like. It hit me like a ton of bricks when I read these emails that I'm sending you lost because you don't even know when people don't want you. You lost because you're depending on them to give you this type of comfort and this type of peace. When in actual reality, relationships are about what and who can benefit. I, I understand that solely because of the situations that I've been through. And it's not always a bad thing. Right. All relationships, you know, are a benefit of something. You either want sex, you want money, you want to be taken care of, you want food, whatever, whatever, whatever is your reason. But for me, it hit me. More importantly than any other time was. When I was in front of you. I have this thing to where I don't want violence. I don't want chaos. And I'll let you talk to me any kind of way. And I'll hide it behind. Oh, all relationships go through this. Everybody argues and stuff like that. I never look at the people who like, no, nah, we don't argue over here. I don't know what the fuck. Who told you that? I read those emails I swear maybe 10 11 times over and over and over again. And I realized that I was so worried about loving people overall more so than I was worried about growing I wanted you to know that I did this for you. I'm the protector, I'm the provider, and I was worried about that. I allowed you to to paint that picture in my mind that i right, this is the this is what providing is, and then because with every attitude i didn't like I didn't stand my ground, I was just on some all right I'm gonna do it just whatever, whatever this past three weeks showed me that. I got to want me more than anybody on earth wants me. I have to need me more than anybody on earth needs me so that I could be the best version of myself. I am in a place now where it doesn't matter who who loves or don't love, who gives or don't give. Like it doesn't matter to me. I'm almost. I'm. I'm feeling. I'm almost filled up with what I need to be given me. I'm not changing. I'm not changing. I encourage y'all to start realizing that you are important to you. Don't look for. Adoration from anybody else Don't look don't, don't look for love From anybody else Be who you are supposed to be And if you are genuine In who you are And you are being truthful um, In who you are The love will come to you I tell y'all often Our journey is what it's meant to be And it's our own It's so much darkness So much darkness It's important that we understand that we don't have to continue to go through this alone. It's important that we understand the importance of community. And again, it don't have to be community as in real time community, community as in if you are um, if you are on social media and you come across this, if you um, if there's some type of group that is out there that I'm missing, let me know. If there's somebody out there that could, could help move this or could put a bigger light on this mental health thing from a standpoint of a regular person who is going through it, let me know. Let me know. We have to get to a point to where if shit is funky, I have to be able to say it stink. I can't keep asking what that smell is. I have to say, hey, this ain't it. This ain't it. Something has to change. I got to be able to do that. In order to do that, you have to hold yourself accountable. You have to love on yourself. You have to believe in yourself, even when others don't. You have to find you a support system or a support group or a support person or a support animal. Figure that part out. But the goal is for us never to have to do this alone. I don't want any of us to be added to the statistic of us not being able to continue our life because things got too heavy. So always remember that no matter the darkness, We have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Peace. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Head over to infinitelycomplex.com. You will be able to get a copy of King's collective, my book of poems. I'm telling you, you don't want to leave this on the table. Um, You will be able to go through every emotion possible. Um, and it's a it's a joy to read. If you are interested in poetry, if you are human and live life, uh, this is the book for you. So again, head over to infinitelycomplex.com uh, where you can get your copy of King's Collective. Also, don't forget that the second coming, or what what I call it? Was it the second coming or second power? I think it was the second power. Um, the second power, my single for my new album, Into the Light, is also available on my website. Go check it out, please. Now. This is very, very important to me. Right now, in the month of October, it is stillborn awareness month. I am donating 20 percent of sales from anything purchased from my store to March of Dimes. Why March of Dimes? Because they were a charity that helped me in a time of need um, for two of my children. Um, They have a program where they're studying to kind of understand stillborn um, or stillbirth. Overall, So I want to be able to donate to them, not only from my own pockets, but wanted to uh, be able to do something overall for the company to be able to participate in donations as well. So anything that's purchased in the month of October will 20 uh, percent will be donated to um, March of Dimes. So. Go and blow up infinitely complex production. Uh, grab you some shoes, grab you a book, grab you. I got throw pillows on that jump. Uh, you see this hoodie that I'm rocking. Like, is we in there. So go ahead and, and take a look. Other than that, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys uh, for every ounce of support that you give. Remember, if you want to donate in general to the podcast, um, Twitter. Poetic Properties has a tip jar and Good Pods Poetic Property Podcast has a tip jar. So you can go over there uh, and donate to to the podcast or to the company overall or whatever. Uh, But either way, either way, like, comment, share, whatever way you support. I love and appreciate you for that. Be easy.